Max tournament. And here we are on, ooh, what day is it? Third, night nine. There you go. <laughs> First night at um, Aichi Prefectural Gymnasium uh, in Nagoya, Japan. And it opened with Yoshihiro Nakamura. He defeated Kusai Fujita in 7 minutes and 34 seconds. I'll be honest, I was half asleep for this match. Wasn't really awake. Not particularly interested, I've got to say. I'm sure Fujita's great. But it was like 8 o'clock in the morning. I'd already been up for three hours watching a DDT show. That I now cannot review because John is unavailable this evening. Unfortunately, offensive day were taking him. So if you're looking forward to me and John looking at DDT tomorrow, we ain't. Uh, I've got a surprise, though, in, uh, in in the bag. I'm a podcast I'm going to be recording later. Well, I'll let that play out for you tomorrow. Instead, uh, the second match was Toriyano. He defeated Bushi in 7 minutes and 14 seconds. And my absolute favourite thing happened in this match, on this entire card, was that Bushi brought out his own bag. <laughs> so the, the Yano's prop this G1 Climax has been a bag full of stuff, either handcuffs or duct tape or elastic tape or zip tie handcuffs or whatever. And he started now, after two or three nights, that tactic has worn thin, so he's just brought the empty bag and then stuffed it over the head of his opponent. However, Bushi had an answer. He stuffed it over the head of uh, his own bag, over the head of Yano, which was, of course, a Louis Vuitton designer bag, because he's Bushi. Um, and uh, they wandered around in the dark for a couple of minutes because they both got their bags on and the referee took them off because he doesn't like any fun. This new generation of referees need to be looking at Red Shoes Uno uh, for some pointers on how to make wrestling entertaining because <laughs> they're awfully stern. <laughs> Anywho, uh, it, it was fun. It's a Yano match, and it lasted seven minutes, which is about the right length. It should be. Bushy was great. It was it was good. A solid piece of work, as always. Something a bit more serious was Kenta defeating Great Okan, 19 minutes and 30 seconds of a pretty serious wrestling match. Kenta is not at the fireball level he was in his nowadays, let's be honest. The injuries in WWE have kind of taken this toll on him, but he swapped his... Fire and Brimstone ring work for Fire and Brimstone storytelling, which may not give you absolute excellent match quality every time, but they do tell a story. And as always with Kenta, the story is always mind games. And his mind games against Great Okan and trying to make him feel small were excellent. And Okan played the part as well. I really enjoyed his work in this match. He's grown so much in this tournament. Last year when he was in this tournament, he was kind of like, yeah, right then, well, he's kind of, was he in this tournament last year? World Tag League. When he was in World Tag League, he was kind of like there or thereabouts. And yeah, it, it was in New Japan Cup as well. He's like, well, he's, he's got potential, but now he's actually starting to show that potential. And he's come on leaps and bounds in this tournament. And I thoroughly enjoyed watching his work in this particular match. Much the same for Tangaloa, who defeated Yujiro Takahashi in 12 minutes and 36 seconds in a block A match, which was pretty good for what it was. It was Yujiro in jobber mode, which means it's never going to be great because <laughs> he knew he was losing so he looks awfully disappointed Pieta, uh, beautiful as ever uh, was the brains of the outfit as you can probably imagine uh, minimum of shenanigans maximum of effort from both guys Tangaloa again has grown in this particular role gets his first proper two points after the NATO um, issues of earlier in the week obviously the issues being NATO's not Tangaloa's and yeah this was fun It was it was good it was kind of like, there wasn't anything absolutely stand out on this card until you get to the semi-final. And then that really stole the show. Um, 
And uh, yeah, according to Cage Match, some would argue that the final match was better, but I don't think it was. Anywho, Lower and Takahashi was fine for what it was. It was never going to be amazing because Lower really needs someone who can really go with to make a great match, as does Takahashi. So Takahashi can make Lower, but he kind of looks disappointed in when he is taking him. So it was fine. We'll move on. Tomohiro Ishii defeated Zack Sabre Jr., ending Zack Sabre Jr.'s undefeated run in this tournament, 18 minutes and 40 seconds. Junior has problems, Zack has problems when it comes to big power wrestlers, and Ishii, though he is short in stature, is the biggest of all the power wrestlers, and he just muscled his way through this match. Zack tried all sorts of mind games to try and bring Ishii in, but Ishii kept his distance and used his strikes and used his power moves to really put Zack Sabre Jr. on the back foot for the first time in this tournament. Zack looked in control for most of this match, and that's what made the story compelling. He was trying to figure out how to get through Ishii's just stoic, non-stop end fence, and he targeted the right arm, because no right arm, no lariat, can't hold you up for the pile driver, not the pile driver, the brain buster. So it's such a sensible approach, but Ishii was just on another level. He needed the points, and he took Zack Sabre Jr. down in 18 minutes and 40 seconds in the perfectly told wrestling match. This just doesn't get any better than this. This was just the right pace, just the right length, just what you needed to make this match pop, and it, I, it was great. Just unspeakably good. Um, and this card kind of needed it because it was lagging by this point. Coach Rabushi versus Shingo Takagi was your main event. 23 minutes and 57 seconds. And the champ goes down to Ibushi, which I kind of thought would happen. I'll be honest. Shingo seems to be taking some L's in this tournament that a champion shouldn't be doing, really. Um, and he, though he's had some big wins over people, he's had some big losses too. And those people get title shots on their way to Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, but Kota had to have a win here or else he was done. <laughs> you know, he had to win this match or else he's getting nothing out of this tournament. Because even if he loses the tournament now, which is probably likely, because I don't think they'll go with three in a row with him. I don't know. Um, I do think that, you know, at least he gets a win over Takagi. He can claim a championship match somewhere down the line, probably power struggle. So there's plenty of stuff going on for him in this tournament then. And Shingo Takagi does not look bad. He looked very, very good, in fact. Um, the exchanges between these two were always crisp, were always great. Um, um, but again, it is a main event between two non-New Japan guys, and I wonder if that's starting to hurt the draw a little bit. Um, apparently, they sell tickets at high prices for this, according to... Um, uh, who was it? Smooth Wrestling on Twitter, who is a big New Japan fan. Um, and he mentioned uh, how, like, how much money they're making on this show. Um, and yeah, and that's fine, but it doesn't look good when you only got a half full arena because of the COVID regulations for a start. 2,483 though is much better than it would have been. Um, but yeah, it, nothing was going to stick in the memory, but it's nothing's going to spoil the broth either. This was fine. This card was on average fine, uh, but the shining moments were Rushi and Junior, Zack Sabre Jr. and Ibushi and Takagi. Um, but the rest of it was relatively inconsequential, except, of course, for Bushi's Louis Vuitton bag. That I could deal with. But yeah, it was fine. And that's really all I've got to say about night nine of the G1 Climax. I'll be back tomorrow. Good Lord, after a full day's work and I've tried to watch this on the fly. But we'll see if we can get it all done and do you a today at the G1 tomorrow night by about midnight, I think. Anywho, take care and I'll speak to you tomorrow.
find... Oh, we may as well do the thing, aren't we? Yeah, you can find me at Troopany Show on Twitter. You can do the show at Troopany Show on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, The Troopany Show, on Patreon, The Troopany Show, where you keep The Troopany Show free forever for everyone. I'll leave you there. Have a good evening, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. <laughs>